Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renter insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. I'm sure by now you've all heard that the stock market has gone absolutely crazy. And a lot of people have made a lot of money and a lot of people have lost a lot of money. But unfortunately, one of the byproducts was interest rates started to creep up. You see, typically we see the Dow Jones work directly inversely with the 10-year bond. So if the stocks are having a great day, well, it might mean that the 10-year bond is not. And when that happens, it means interest rates start to creep up. So we did get a few worsened notices over the last week, and that should serve as a reminder to you if you've been on the fence about refinancing. Now is the time. We've identified the floor. Rates aren't going to get any lower than they are right now. There's only one place for them to go, and that's up. Hurry, before it's too late, to SaveWithConrad.com. Now, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket, but if you're in a 30-year loan, you're going to be able to pay your house off in half the time with roughly the same monthly payment. Just check out Mario from California. He says everything that Conrad says on his podcast about first family mortgage is true. The whole process was simple and easy. Jimmy was easy to work with. Not only was he able to knock 10 years off of my loan, my interest rate went from 4.25 to 2.62. Thank you to Conrad and his team. You made this veteran very happy. I'll definitely be recommending first family mortgage to my friends and family. What are you waiting for? We've got five-star reviews one after another from families just like yours who either A, needed to knock out some credit card debt and lower their monthly payment by five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month, or folks who were in a 30-year loan and didn't think they could afford a 15-year loan. But now they're paying their house off in half the time, and they're doing it with roughly the same monthly payment. These rates won't last forever. And I want to make sure your debt doesn't last forever. Get a quick quote right now. We're licensed in more than 40 states. It truly is fast and easy at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? If you haven't already made your February payment, you won't have to make your February or your March payment. You're done until April. Find out how easy it is right now for free with a quick quote at savewithconrad.com. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dip twinkle twinkle roses here. But time is already running out because the brand new color sells out each year. Don't miss out. Imagine on Valentine's Day when she opens this really cool gift box and outslides a blue rose trimmed in gold. You know, blue, the color of the sky just before the sun sets, and you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. It's breathtaking. Go now to see this real 24 karat gold rose deeply dipped in real pure 24 karat gold with petals in this unique and dazzling blue color that mimics the stars in the sky. Exclusively available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24 karat gold with a real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. It comes with your own free personal love note and ships fast and free to the real love of your life, your wife, your daughter, your sweetheart, and say, I'm lucky to have you in my life. Check out the entire collection of Stephen's famous roses. Roses started only $59. 
Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, the founder of the Four Horsemen, Double A, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Top of the morning. I'm hearing some little birdies tell me you got some big news for me today. Well, I'm super excited to uh, reveal, as we did last week on social media, Kurt Angle is going to be joining our little family over at adfreeshows.com. It's going to be free for everyone out there on Sunday, February 7th. Yes, that is super Sunday. It's going to drop at 6 a.m. So enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend and uh, check out Kurt Angle's new podcast. Or you can cruise over to adfreeshows.com and not only hear the show, but see the show. We're doing video as well for Kurt over at adfreeshows.com. Our first topic is WrestleMania 19, his only WrestleMania main event. And of course, probably most famous for that botched shooting star press from Mr. Brock Lesnar. But Arn, you've been in the ring with all the greats, whether it's the Shawn Michaels or the Ric Flairs or the Ricky Steamboats. I know you didn't get a chance to wrestle Kurt, but he's got to be somewhere near the top of the list of all time in ring performers, right? Well, he's, he's at one, you know, at the top of the list of just being special as an athlete. For me, if you even get a chance to try to get to the Olympics and you make it to that last level to where you're at the Olympic trials, you're special to make it into the Olympics and actually be in competition in the Olympics, you're special. But to be a heavyweight amateur wrestler and win the Olympics puts you on a different place, not on the moon, but sitting on the sun because apparently nothing phases you. That's that upper 1% of athletes that are special in all the world. And it's someone that we obviously hold you know, and, and high esteem and, uh, Kurt's that guy, man. He's just, he's just special. Well, we're glad to have him on the squad and, uh, look forward to uh, a big run this year. It's going to start super Sunday this Sunday, anywhere you enjoy podcasts, go look for it. It's the Kurt angle show. That's what you want to look for uh, in your device, the Kurt angle show. And again, it's, it's live now, right now at adfreeshows.com. but let's jump into why we're here. Arn, it's all about the Arn show here. Every other week we throw you guys the keys to the kingdom and say, Hey man, what kind of show do you want? What do you want to talk about? Let's do a little hashtag ask Arn anything. we got hundreds of questions. There's no way we'll get to them all. Uh, let's jump right into it. Rajiv says on ask Aaron, anything which exists over at adfreeshows.com. She said when Arn was first let go from WWE, he looked 10 years younger. Does that mean for the first time in your life, you looked 30 instead of 40. <laughs> All you guys, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna scoop you up into one circle and call you what you are, you smart asses. <laughs> uh, I will take looking thirty at any point in time. If I do make it to sixty-five, whew, wow, it, it has been the slowest turn of the wheels ever, I guess, in a lot of people's mind. Um, what's the question again? Well, he's just joking about how uh, Aaron thinks it was a 
it was a life-changing situation for you in a good way to finally come off the road with WWE. Yeah. I mean, I got the call and, uh, hung up the phone, maybe three minutes before she walked in the door. And apparently I had, uh, I don't know what the look I had. I know outwardly inwardly I was doing jumping jacks with a half twist and she said, what's wrong? I said, I just got canned. And she went, what? I said, yes. And uh, she said, well, are you okay? I said, never better. And it, it was literally a, like 500 pounds had just been lifted off my shoulder. And uh, I looked at her and said, I pointed towards over to the couch and I said, I will be sitting right there this coming Monday. And we started to talk more about it, you know, what had occurred and, and ramifications and all that. And, and uh, man, I just felt, I felt great for somebody that, you know, usually in our business, I would have looked at that as humiliation and, and uh, one of those things, what are we going to do and how are we going to get by? And, oh my God, you know, it's like, you know, at that point in time, there weren't that many places still, you know, to wrestle. Uh, AEW had only been started a, a small, short amount of time. And uh, it was like it was a panic mode situation or should have been, but I was absolutely thrilled because we'd, pre- we'd prepared for this. It's like, you know, we lived beneath our means and we had taken care of our money and, you know, done all the right things that you're supposed to do heading towards retirement. This was just uh, one of those things that was unexpected, but man, I welcomed. I was ready. Well, and we're glad to have you here. So, uh, I don't know that it would have happened otherwise. I know it wouldn't have. So it all worked out. If you're a business owner, you don't need me to tell you that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than is actually necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and the old software you've no doubt outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save both time and money with NetSuite. Join over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com forward slash ARN. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com forward slash ARN. That's netsuite.com forward slash ARN. Uh, who shall, wants I tell, to- shall I tell the audience part two? Sure. Go ahead. Well, and just when, you know, just when things, uh, you know, you're going to, no matter what, even though we knew we'd prepared and, and all those things and done all the right things where, where we should, uh, everything was up to date, you know, the right investments and all that. A, a little birdie must have heard about it and, <laughs> and said, can I come over and guess who the little birdie was? Well, it was a big birdie. It was I, big birdie, I, the podcast birdie. <laughs> and it, 
Conrad Thompson started throwing out some things that apparently he had already thought about. And so many things made sense. And he was so high on what he thought I could pull off. You know, I was scared to death that, man, I don't know. This is not a promo. This is not, you know, anything resembling that. You know, I don't know if I could do it or not. He assured me I could. And he left that day from the house. I drove you back. And, uh, man, I just felt really good about it. And I owe it to you. And I appreciate you more than you know. It's given me an avenue to relax a little bit about the business and not have to be so uptight about it and just enjoy some things and some stories that nobody would have heard otherwise. So my life got better that day and my family's life got better that day. And I know I thank you a lot, but I can't thank you enough. So that's how it all got started. Likewise, man. I appreciate your faith and confidence in me and together we're having some fun. And, uh, thanks to everyone supporting our sponsors, we're able to make a little money too. So we appreciate you guys uh, helping support our sponsors and supporting us over at adfreeshows.com. As you heard Arne say, it means a lot, not only to us, but to our families. And we're just, uh, we're all tickled to be here, man. And I'm looking forward to doing this for a long, long time. Uh, hoop says, Hey, if AEW told you they wanted you to manage a current tag team and you choose, who would you pick? Huh? Hmm. I don't know. There's some good teams out there. Yeah. Um, you know, F, obviously FTR doing just fine with Tully. You know, that was a very good selection. You know, I, I had thought about for a long, long time, possibly one day managing those guys, but man, they're doing great. They, uh, they're doing phenomenal. And it's, you know, it's put Tully in a spot to where he can get caught up where the business is concerned. He's still got a great mind for the business. And, uh, He's a great addition to that team. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, um, I, there's something going to be happening, I hope, pretty soon um, on AEW. We'll keep that just kind of close to the vest until it does happen. But it will change my life 100%, and it will change that individual's life 100% as far as building a new tag team for the future. That may be the first building block and we'll just sit on that for now, but uh, there are some plans in the works. I, I will say this coaching Cody has been a great experience for me. It's not always a, a lot of fun as he will tell you, you know, having a, an old bastard like me chewing his ass out for something that he thought wasn't a big deal, probably is new to his world, but yeah. it's part of his world. Because when he asked me to come in, that's what I told him. Not a yes, man. I'm not a uh, everything is rosy guy. You want the truth, I'll tell you the truth, and I'll make you better. So that's going just well. Doesn't need to be fixed right now. It's uh, one of those things that uh, just is evolving. So we'll see about that team thing a little. If you give me a little leeway down the road, I think it'll be worth your wait. Well, a little birdie told me uh, that this past week, you, uh, you helped pop a rating. So congratulations. Uh, not only are fans digging what you're doing here on the show, but apparently they're digging what you're doing on AEW too. Well, I hope so. Um, things are, uh, are a little different, you know, um, with, with Cody, um, 
it's a it's a tremendous experience. It's not a yes man job. It's not a uh, you know uh, I'm at your you know whatever you say is right, Cody. I'm I'm there to make the company better. I'm there to make him better. Uh, when we talked about this position, uh, I told him I said I'm not a good guy. If what you want to hear is what you may get. You may get your ass chewed out for something that you can't believe you're getting your ass chewed out about. But it's, if I'm going to make him better, I've got to look at those small details and uh, pick them out of the air and go, hey, did you ever think about doing it this way? Mm. Do you think that might be better? And sometimes it's not better, but we at least discuss it. And uh, it gives him an opportunity to think in a whole different light because there are things out there in this business that, that he's never even thought about doing. There's ways of doing things. There's different styles. There's different offenses. There's different defenses. There's different ways of getting inside ahead and uh, taking a guy and just completely flipping them out before he's beat before the match ever starts. So it's been, it's been an interesting situation that I think has a lot of room to grow. Let's talk about uh, something that happened and I didn't know it happened. Uh, this comes to us from going Broadway podcast. Can you confirm this comes straight from the history of WWE website? JCP ran in November of 1985 in St. Louis. I believe this was November 29th. And this is the debut for JCP in St. Louis. Of course, WWF is trying to counter program you. They're running St. Louis the very same night. Uh, the main event that night was Ric Flair and dusty Rhodes for the world title. But the question is about your match with Magnum. Uh, this is directly from the history of WWE NWA United States champion, Magnum TA. Of course, as a reminder, he had just beaten Tully Blanchard for it at Starcade pin the NWA television champion, Arn Anderson to win the title. And after the bout Magnum vacated the belt and gave it to Jim Crockett jr. I never heard of this. What do you remember of this, Arn? Man, I don't either. I wish you would have asked Jimmy when you had him right in front of Mike, because I that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, not to say that anybody don't have their story right, but that's that. I think is something I would remember, but I don't. Maybe somebody out there will have more information for us and can help. David Williams wants to know, sir, do you have any rehab advice for future neck surgery? I'm due to have my C4, C5, and C6 operated at some point, quote unquote, post COVID. Thank you in advance. Wow. Well, neck surgery took on a new meaning. Matter of fact, sir, the word surgery took on a new meaning for me. When I had my neck done, I would first ask if they're able to go through the front, which is the most recent upgrade in surgery, uh, I think Kurt Angle was one of the first guys, ironically, to go through the front, and his recovery time was cut way, way down. Um, if they're going to go through the back and you got a big, thick neck, the only advice I can give you is prepare for some very intense serious pain because it's just they got to cut through all that muscle go through the back it's a, it's very involved 
and uh, the incision, once they get you sewed back up, there's something about the weight of your arms dropping down to your sides that just pulls that incision apart. Uh, and man, it is painful. And I'm hoping they have upgraded the surgery since I had it. It's been a long time, obviously. I know going through the front is the best option. And I wish you nothing but luck, man. A friend of the show, Matt Coon just had surgery done like that. He had spinal fusion surgery and a tumor removed off his spine and boy, he's hurting in a bad way. So I'm glad to hear you say intense pain because that's been his experience. And, you know, we were all worried in the group chat. Ooh, maybe something went wrong, but it sounds the way you're describing it, that this is a 10 out of 10 pain situation. Well, and, and again, just, just to be clear, he had a fusion I had a laminectomy, and the difference is uh, laminectomy is they don't put any bone back in to replace all that damaged bone they had taken out. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my case, the area was too large, and if they would have fused it, it would have started working like one single unit, and that would have put pressure on the couple of vertebrae that I had that were still okay. Now, if, if he was able to be fused, here's the good news, Matt. Uh, if you had a fusion, once this all heals up, man, and get through that pain, I, you know, I sent you a personal message on something that may help you get through that first week or 10 days, which is the worst time possible uh, pain-wise. But uh, the fact that you're getting a fusion your neck will be stronger than it was before. And that's the upside to being able to have a fusion. You know, you'll be able to go out and water ski and play pickup basketball or any just, you know, work on, work out in the yard, work on the house, you know, just being a normal human being, which are all the things that I can't do. So there is an upside to it, but right now I'm sure it doesn't seem like it. Hey, real quick. I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by blue chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. And man, are they going to help you start the new year with a bang? BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises if you're big enough what I'm putting down. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. No awkwardness. You don't have to leave the house. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code ARN, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and the promo code is ARN to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use the promo code ARN at BlueChew.com. Let's talk about, uh, Vince McMahon mayhem wants to know what was it like winning an argument against Vince McMahon or what is it like convincing him to change his mind? Never had one of those scenarios. 
<laughs> There's no such thing as having an auto, you know, uh, an argument with Vince McMahon. It's you go in, you present an idea, hoping that it's the right day, the right time of day, the mood is right. Sometimes, very, you know, occasionally you will get him to review that that idea and uh, with a clear head, and sometimes you get it pushed through, but. There's no such thing as having an argument. You know, uh, there were some, I found this amusing. There were some rumors when I first uh, was terminated with the company that the reason was there had been quite a few backstage arguments between Vince McMahon and I. There probably would have only been one, and I would have been out the door much earlier. That's not a guy that you argue with. It's a guy that sometimes you try to reason with and sometimes you get through and sometimes you don't. Here's one from uh, Michael. This is a great question. Was it harder to do a promo in front of a full arena that was so loud you couldn't hear anything? Or was it more difficult in front of a TV taping in a studio where you could hear every word someone would yell at you? Well, there are two different animals. Um, hearing the individual words never bothered me. It just gave me something to react to, you know, if, uh, especially if it was a real negative comment. Um, what you have to do is have an a outline in your head, bullet points of what you want to talk about when you're in a full arena because they may act or react randomly. It's like they're going to wait for you to finish your thought and then react to it one way or the other. They may, you know, just because they want their voices to be heard on television, they may be right in the middle of uh, the announcer asking you a question and they go into a chant right in the middle of it, which can get distracted. You just have to stay focused, realize that sometimes you're just going to have to drop that mic, wait for them to finish, let them complete their thought, and then you move on to yours best advice I can give you real sweet question here from Amy who says, tell us more about granny. You told us a story once that she didn't like you buying a new car, thought that you should save or spend better. Was she smartened up to the business? Did she like you getting booed? What'd she think about you being a bad guy? Um, I don't think that she ever really got that in depth. on uh, whether I was a bad guy or a good guy or, or actually, you know, I don't know that she ever watched me wrestle a match. She might've started out watching, felt like it was too violent, left the room. Um, I will just say this, uh, much like I had revered and talked about my grandfather and how he taught me how to be a man and look after my family and, you know, make sure you go to work every day and you're on time every day and you're a dependable employee. And, and, you know, my grandmother was salt of the earth. She got up every day. She swept up, cleaned up the house, and, you know, cooked the meals, uh, did all the things that a housewife would. But the day I was born, and then I get this story from, from some people that would know, my grandmother took me out of my mom's arms 
and took me back to their house with the simple knowledge that my mother was not ready to be a mother yet. And she saw that and decided she would take that duty over. Now, she hadn't raised any kids in quite some time since my mother's a mother, an only child and I'm an only child. There was a pretty good gap there from the last time she held a baby. And from that day forward, she raised me. She was my mother. And uh, she did all the things that, you know, mothers do. And uh, she was the one that, that, you know, to taught me that uh, the better side of life, you know, so you don't always have to be a hothead, you know, always be honest, you know, always do, do the right thing when a situation arises in your family or your friends or, or a stranger for that matter needs help, you know, help them. She was the kinder, you know, part of life. And uh, for her to have raised me and, and, you know, got me to a point where I could look after myself and out in the real world and uh, no one was better. And uh, if I could have asked for two better parents, I don't know how. Uh, they were just two normal, very humble, you know, not a lot of money flowing through the house, you know, but there was a lot of love. And uh, my grandmother, along with my grandfather, were the two most, uh, probably the two biggest influences on my life as far as, now I did a lot of bad things growing up, but any good thing that I might have done or continue to do are a result of their upbringing and I am very thankful to have been in that household when I was. They certainly didn't have to take me in. That's a great story. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Sion wants to know, for many years we've heard WWE Network was coming, and we all thought it would be through a cable TV network. When do you remember it being decided that it would be a Netflix-style app rather than being on cable TV? Did you find out when everybody else did, Arn, or did you know ahead of time? No, I didn't know ahead of time. You know, when there's details to be kicked around, it usually doesn't get to us. You know, so that I'm sure that the the brain trust looks smart. They're not going to come in there and go, okay, we've got this idea, but we've got still five irons in the fire on how to do it. They would usually wait till they knew what they were doing and then let us in on it. And, uh, we didn't quite understand it. I know I didn't right away. Um, I couldn't figure out that that whole nine ninety nine, and if that was going to be the case, my God, who wouldn't have? Why everybody on earth wouldn't have that? Right. Just, but I think there were suspicions out in the the real world that it couldn't be that easy. There's no way it could go from you know fifty nine or sixty nine ninety five or whatever a pay per view was at that time. How do you just suddenly knock it down to nine ninety nine? So, you know, there were some skeptics, and uh, you know, the producers were trying to figure it out. We were having these conversations, um, and it was just one of those situations that we had to wait and see. Uh, ben wants to know: there was a time in the mid nineties when Arn stopped using the Spinebuster as a finish and used the DDT instead. Was there a particular reason for that change? Yeah, they were always after me. The Turner people, you know, you would get a 
uh, person in a position, whether it was, you know, you would bring in a new booker or you would have a new boss that was his boss, that was the Turner representative in the company. And they were always looking, you know, for new and fresh. And they would look at me and, God, there's that old pair of house shoes that's still here. You know, he's comfortable. Everybody's comfortable when they put them on. But, man, he's been here a long time. And, and that they were constantly looking for change out of me. You know, there was instances of, hey, you need to switch up your costuming. Hey, you need to switch up this. And I don't think people understood back in at, at that time that, you know, I, I'm pretty sure nobody came up to Bret Hart and said, hey, Bret, you've been here a long time. You've been here too long. You know, We need to get you out of here, you know, and let that be the only reason. You know, that just didn't stick with me. If you were if you could perform and you knew what you were doing, every company needed some of those guys. It was stability. It was, you know, and uh so I think it was probably one of those situations where they were looking for some change. So I just said, okay, I'll steal Jake's DDT and I can pull that off just to give him something different and uh, give it a different look. And whether or not it worked or not, who knows? Jay Felton wants to know, did you ever get in the ring with Harley race? Any Harley stories? I was out and had some matches with Vader and uh, when Harley was managing, never Harley as a performer. My God, what a learning experience that would have been. I could only imagine what you would learn from someone like Harley Race. He was one of the all-time greats, and his pacing was more my pacing. And, uh, you know, I would learn from him and, and watch guys and, you know, see how they took their time and they would accelerate their offense at a particular time and then settle it back down. And there's so many things a young wrestler can learn from watching Harley race tapes. I would have been so honored to have been in the ring with him. I uh, was out there and I think he probably punched me in the head a few times at uh, Vader's behest. But uh, other than that, I never had an actual match with him. I'm sad to say. Holly Brooks writes in and says years ago in mobile, I saw an old woman moon, Jimmy golden. What's the craziest thing a fan has ever done to you? I've had many canes broken over my back. Really? From little old ladies. Wow. You knew that? Remember I've told you the spider story about oh, yeah, 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 grandma yeah. and the Columbia? Mm. You know, I shot Ricky Morton out to right at her feet at the, at the guardrail. And uh, I rolled out and looked at her, and she looked at me. And as I bent over to pick up Ricky, man, I felt something whack and she had stood up and broke her cane over my, over my back and uh let's just say that uh getting a hold of ricky morton and getting him back in the ring became imperative i don't know why that's fun for me but little old ladies and canes and man that's old school that's good stuff well, and it wasn't that random time. I would say probably a half dozen over the years, which may not seem like much, but it's uh that's a lot of little old grannies. Well, I've never been, I've never had a, not even one time has a grandma broke a cane over my back. So you've lapped me six times. Well, we should probably arrange for that. <laughs> I'm sure we could borrow a granny and uh, just sit, let you see how that feels. Like 20 years from now, Aaron will probably do it for me. 
adfreeshows.com is the place to be as a wrestling fan. If you like current product, we have something for you. Maybe you love nostalgia. Again, then you are really going to enjoy the interactive experiences, live events, and all your favorite podcasts on video, including the brand new Kurt Angle Show at adfreeshows.com. Just this week, Conrad added another Ad-Free Shows exclusive weekly podcast with Chris Hero and is already getting rave reviews. Check out Chris sharing his thoughts on the recent evolution of NXT. Once they went live week to week, they started losing focus of what they wanted to do um, or what they wanted from the talent, rather, because the initial purpose of NXT was to have a television show to get talent ready for the main roster. They ended up into this lucrative deal with Full Sail and they got on Hulu and then the network came and now now the they capitalized on that niche fan as opposed to the casual fan that loves the the main WWE superstars. Chris drops other bombshells on this episode as well, and he will be back each and every week. So sign up today at adfreeshows.com and become a member now at any tier and receive a custom RSS feed link for all your apps. Not ready to subscribe? Then simply go to adfreeshows.com and listen to the show free each week. So what are you waiting on? Join the family. Go to adfreeshows.com right now and gain immediate access to everything mentioned and so much more. Of course, all ad-free. So become a part of the fastest-growing wrestling community today at adfreeshows.com. Sion wants to know, what's Aaron's opinion on WWE Studios? Uh, has he ever enjoyed any of their films? Well, I never... Uh... I never was involved on that end of the business. I can't, I can't begin to tell you guys how consuming the job that I had was being on the road all the time and, you know, doing international shows and international travel, and, you know, quite a few house shows. I was never involved in the um, movie making and I was happy for the guys that did have movies, the Canes and all those different guys that got to star in those movies, you know, Cena and Orton. And, you know, it just was a possibility that something big would open up. Obviously it has for John, obviously it did for rock, you know, probably Austin. There's a lot of guys that, that have done several movies. Um, was just happy that that may lead to, to something in Hollywood. You never know. Here's an interesting one. Uh, this is from, uh, Mr. Perfect fan Canada, who, in your opinion, did the best uh, press slams in the business. And what was the secret for big guys like Terry Gordy to go up for the ride? He seemed to get press slammed a lot more for a big man. Uh, Terry Gordy was an exceptional worker and, uh, you know, there's a key to getting press slammed and it's basically, and, and it's to protect you as well. Uh, it can be considered defense or just self-preservation. When a guy picks you up for a press slam, you've got to keep your body stiff and rigid. It's the only way that a guy can pick up a guy, get, you know, Terry Gordy's size and press him over his head and drop him on his back safely. If you're a limp noodle, there's a pretty good chance you're going to go on your head. 
And so that's self-preservation. Uh, a lot of strong guys uh, would do, pre- you know, animals, big time uh, press slam guy. Tony Atlas was a press slam guy. Some of the guys that were really strong, Steve Williams, you know, uh, that were really, really strong in the weight room and, and otherwise. The guys that, you know, could do incredible. And, and the whole key to doing a press slam on somebody is, is uh, you know, Steamboat, believe it or not, was very good at doing press slams. You had to make it look effortless for it to be impressive. If you had to struggle with it, just didn't have the same feel. Here's one from uh, Francis. Everybody's talking about it this week. Who do you think will win the Super Bowl this year? Um, all indications point to Tampa Bay that this is just their year. Let me tell you, you know, and I, and I look at things differently. I look at the human side of things, and I look at maybe God put everything all the pieces together that this is just their year. It's supposed to be their year. But when you got a guy like Tom Brady who switches teams after all the years that he's been and, you know, all the success that he's had already at this point in his career to make a move to Tampa and then them to put a couple of pieces down there that, you know, have kind of been under the radar, but, you know, Gronkowski is a hell of an addition. That's, that's front page news. Uh, and you, you know, you have a coach that's going to give you the leeway that he's given Tom Brady and uh, to see him just settle in over, you know, the pandemic and be able to even spend any time with some, you know, Antonio Brown and the acquisitions that he's had and, all the new players and, you know, that wasn't possible. So it's been one of those crazy years. But the real telltale sign for me is everybody hates the winner. Everybody hates the Yankees. Everybody hates the Patriots because they just win all the time. And people hate the guy that wins all the time. When Tom Brady took the time to stay in the Superdome, and wait for Drew Brees on what was probably and possibly, who knows, his last game, and spend that time out on the field with throwing passes to his kids and all the things that humanized Tom Brady at a level you had never seen before. You know, he's got a gorgeous wife who makes more than him, for God's <laughs> sakes. You know, and a six. Super Bowl rings, come on. Everybody aspires to just get one. All the things that lead to you not liking him, for me, he became a human being that day. And you may have, you may never, ever in the history of sports have two quarterbacks, pro quarterbacks who have enjoyed the careers that he and Drew Brees have to share a moment like that. And they probably knew that, that would be the only chance to. And it's just, if you're an athlete, it's special. And to have that regard for someone, you know, when you're Tom Brady, you know, to have that regard for Drew Brees and vice versa. If you know what you're looking at, I'm sorry, that's just meant to be this year. Now, let me put you on the other side of that coin. For me personally, being a Panthers fan and being loyal, if it can't be them, then I look to the next team that 
you know, who do I enjoy watch, watching? Because that's the next biggest thing on the, uh, you know, Richter scale. I like to see Kansas City play. They are exciting. They do some of the damnedest things you have ever seen at some of the most inopportune times. That quarterback is special, but they have some, you know, their tight end is special. Their running backs are receivers. They have special teams. They're a team that can go into halftime losing 42 to nothing. And at the end of the game, they won 56 to 45. They're just that kind of team. You know, they can take over a half. They can take over a football game anytime at any point. And they're just exciting to watch. So the best thing I'm hoping for, since it can't be the Panthers, I'm not pulling for either team other than just a little bit you know, and I know there's so many Tom Brady fans out there that are wishing this would happen, and it won't bother me, but I'm kind of pulling for the Chiefs and just being able to have a hell of a football game, competitive. So you think the, the Bucks are going to win, but you want the Chiefs to win? Um, I don't even want the Chiefs to win. I just want it to be a really exciting shootout. I think we're going to get that no matter what, but I'm pulling for Brady, but I think the chiefs are going to win. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think I'm wrong and it won't bother me one way or the other, but I just think more so than the bucks. And I don't want to put the pressure on Brady, but I think it's Tom Brady's year. He's going to prove a lot of guys, you know, that it wasn't the system that got those six Super Bowls. A lot of that was Tom Brady leading the, leading the team. It's kind of fun too, that, uh, you know, but with, with Brady there, they're like the opposite of AW. They're the old bucks instead of the young bucks. It's true. Oh, it's damn true. No, I'm not just talking about the fact that the Kurt angle show will start for free this Sunday, super Sunday, anywhere you enjoy podcasts. I'm talking about what you've heard me say on the podcast for years. Don't take my word for it. Check out Mark from Middletown, Ohio. He says, everyone was extremely helpful and kind to me from the first day all the way until we closed. I always felt like everyone I interacted with had one goal, and that was to save me money. I couldn't recommend them enough. Now I can finally say I proved my wife wrong. A wrestling podcaster really can save you a ton of money. Just don't tell her I said that. We helped Mark save a ton of cash. He gave us a five-star review. We made it fast and easy. And as a reminder, I'm in Alabama. He's in Ohio. We're doing this in more than 40 states right now. Yes, including your state. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And I'm telling you, if you're in a 30-year loan, if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much. Find out right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? It sounds too good to be true, but First Family Mortgage can do it for you right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Dawson Fields wants to know, Arn, back when you were a drinker, what was your beer of choice? And did you prefer bottles, cans, or draft? Yeah, you know, different phases. uh, Love I guess if you looked at the stalwart, would have been a uh, Miller Lite in the bottle, ice cold, hard to beat. When we were in Japan, uh, we got a hold of some Asahi Dry, silver can. 
Those were nice when we were in Canada, Labatt's Blue Light, which were about 5.7% alcohol. We didn't know, which would drink two beers. And I was off in the weeds driving through the wilds of Canada. <laughs> hey, we might want to switch drivers here on two beers. Those things would knock you on your ass. Uh, Michelob Ultra, not a bad beer. Um, What's the funny thing, and I hate it, I really, to be honest with you, I hate it, is, is uh, one night I was, you know, sleeping and there was, you know, some personal things coming up. My, my youngest was going to college, fixing them leave for college, and, and some things going on in my life. And, and, you know, at that point, it was, you know, with WWE, I was having late night drives, and a lot of them, and some of them, alone and I was just in the bed I just for a beer drinker they'll tell you you know after you've had a hell of a sweat it doesn't matter if you've been hiking or bicycling or wrestling or weightlifting or anything where you've had good deep sweat exercise not much is better than cold ice water and a cold beer would you agree Conrad oh yeah and so uh, I just, you know, asked the good Lord. I just went, you know, I got rock going off to college and all those things. And I know that I've overdrank a lot of times when I shouldn't have. And I just, Lord, I just wish you would take away the craving. Because I was craving them after a swear. That's the only word I can say is I don't want a soda. I didn't want an iced tea. I didn't want. Any a protein drink or any of those things, I wanted either a ice cold water if I, you know, was working that day, or a cold beer if I wasn't. And uh, crazy enough, in a couple of days, I woke up. I didn't have that craving for the beer anymore, and uh, that's the only explanation. It was it was a gift from God and made it easy. Uh, so when I rolled out of the uh, arena at 1130 at night and had a 300 mile drive. I didn't have that issue of, man, I should, I really want six beers, you know, or eight beers you know, on this drive, which was the wrong thing to do and dangerous. So quit drinking, but I sure do miss them from time to time. And once you've lost that taste for, for a cold beer, I don't think you get it back. Yeah. It's, it's not quite the same. I do wonder from a social standpoint, did you still find yourselves in, in moments or times where in a social setting you would enjoy a beer or did you just say, no, nah, man, I, th- I don't think I want one at all anymore. Yeah. If there was no drive and, and occasionally the situation was that, but you know what? I think I, uh, it wasn't the beer that I would have to just get me through the moment. If I'm, if you're sitting around with a lot of people drinking and you're not drinking, that's not fun. It's weird. Yeah. I figured it out. I did not enjoy that environment. Yeah. But you know, I could have like a, uh, you know, still drink an occasional double story sea breeze and maybe have two and that'd be the extent of it. And whatever I was doing, I just cut it off. If I was driving, I was done with it. Or if I was, you know, at the hotel bar, having a couple of drinks, just, you know, with the guys for the camaraderie sake. But I never really went back to the beer. Uh, who knows? May have a craving sometime. And if I do, I'll have one. Yeah. I just know in a social setting, it's probably hard after a show, you know, if the hotel bar is 
full of all your coworkers and friends. And you used to be right in the center of them, yucking it up. And now all of a sudden you're not, that can be addictive. So you want to go hang out with your friends and, and fellowship. I like to say, but it is weird. If everybody there is drinking a beer and, and you've got a water, that's a change of pace. So I'm glad to hear occasionally you're still, uh, able to do what you used to enjoy doing. Yep. Uh, Matthew Howell wants to know any interesting Hercules Hernandez stories. We just always, uh, Hercules man was one of those guys that just, God, did he look the part Mm. and, uh, for whatever reason, he was real pale. I don't think Hercules was a guy that got out in the sun and tanned and all those things. And during the course of, uh, his matches, you know, which were pretty intense. Sometimes he would turn purple and, uh, man, a guy that looks like that already with his physique, who is now turned into a purple fella, got a little bit amusing. Sometimes it was a hell of a look. And, uh, I'm assuming it had something to do with his, you know, inward system, but, uh, that was the one thing that we always remember about her. What a physique and how he would get purple during the course of a match. Roger wants to know any particular favorite, uh, enhancement talent that you enjoyed working with. Oh, well, Bobby blaze was good. Uh, excellent. Matter of fact, yeah. Um, Bob cook was a tremendous worker. George South has to be at the top of the list. You know, there were, Mike Jackson, uh, there were guys that just never, for whatever reason, caught a break that probably should have and should have been on the regular crew, but that's some that really come to mind right away. Just Scott wants to know, does Arn like his wings with Buffalo sauce or dry rub seasoning? Dry. Hmm. Dry with ranch on the side. Maybe a little lemon pepper occasionally. I don't do the sauce. Uh, Jeremy wants to know, it's often said that professional wrestling was the first professional sport in Charlotte. Did you ever get to meet other stars of professional sports in the queen city? I'm thinking of the Earnhardt's, the Hornets, the Panthers, et cetera. Yeah. Rick was, uh, you know, Rick was a pretty hot commodity when the Hornets got to town. Um, uh, some of the basketball players occasionally, you know, Rick would, he had like four tickets or something really premier tickets to back to the uh, Hornets. That's when I first really got my respect level up for those guys. Seeing them on TV doesn't do them justice to you. Got a really good seat at a live game and you see how big and athletic these guys are and how they move up down the court and the cardio involved and just the, uh, basically the physical ability that those guys have. And uh, some of the Hornets, um, you know, we we would stop by sometimes and have a drink somewhere, you know, on their way home from the, you know, it would be Rick and uh, he would set something up with a couple of the players or one of the players or something. And we would just stop by and have a, a drink with them or something. Of course, when Kevin Green came to the Panthers, that personalized it for a lot of us. Uh, he would, you know, be kind enough to, to give us his 
his family seats and we would go to games and we would meet Kevin, you know, maybe for a bite of dinner somewhere after a game if time was permitting and schedule was permitting. So, you know, we ran into some of those guys, uh, the race car drivers you would always, you know, run into in different places, restaurants and different places and see them walking down the mall at Christmas time and, you know, I didn't recognize them all. Some I did. The ones that I that were getting all the press that were on TV, and you know, the guys would throw up their hand, "Hey, hey, Forcer, hey, hey, Double A, da da," and I would go, "Who is that?" And uh, you know, my son would go, "That's Dale Junior, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I had some you know encounters around Charlotte's not that big a city, and. That's some you know nice encounters, all positive with some of the other athletes in town. Whether it's athletes or actors or wrestlers, who was Brock most excited to meet as a kid? Do you recall? Oh gosh, um, I tell you the thing. I guess the guys that probably he's the biggest fan of are the are the country singers of mm. this era the genre and he will tell you who's a star and who's not and, you know I've, I've started listening to to that country music uh you know the last let's just say the last seven eight ten years you know it's it's kind of morphed into a uh younger hipper crowd yeah i guess you would say the music is a little more involved and yeah. uh, the singing is excellent i've started listening to country music, which I really enjoy and never did growing up, but it was, you know, a whole different deal. Um, so I think that's the ones that, you know, I mean, he's a huge sports fan. He's like Forrest Gump of facts and figures. He knows everything about everything, sports, music, all that stuff, because, you know, he goes up in that room and, and he listens to everything. He listens to podcasts. He listens to all kind of stuff. And uh, he's very knowledgeable, very smart kid. Uh, so he's fans of a lot of a lot of different stuff. Here's one from uh, Mark and Dryden. He wants to know: Was Arn aware of the rock and wrestling connection as it was happening? What were his thoughts about it? Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, you could see that developing. It was oil and water so different you know that it just made it you could not watch you had to watch but you couldn't not watch i guess i misspoke it was just uh the two personalities and they made it uh credible they made it enjoyable their chemistry was excellent and uh, you could tell that that deal was going to draw a lot of money this one's uh, an interesting one. We never talked about Jason wants to know what are orange thoughts on the old rotating ring. Did you notice it when you were in the ring wrestling Does a rotating ring present any unique challenges? Of course, we're talking about the old worldwide tapings that happened down in Orlando. I kind of thought it was a cool presentation, neat idea, but I never had to run the ropes or take a bump in there. What was it like as a performer? Well, yeah. And you probably never was in that ring at first taping which was 8 30 in the morning and you had probably been you know down by the pool or somewhere and drinking with the boys till three in the morning and you walked out that door and it was already 85 degrees and you went in through your boots on and 30 minutes later you were 
in that rotating ring. That was one of the points that, that I really didn't even notice it until a couple of those hungover mornings, and then it kind of <laughs> raised its ugly head. But it, it was nothing that would that I think I think it was just a good attempt to make things different. And I was always a fan of different. And, you know, it ran its course and moved on. Fun one here from Francis Reyes. Did you ever watch the Jay lethal skit with Ric Flair? What'd you think of it? Of course, he's talking about the woo off that happened in TNA. And of course, Jay lethal does a great Ric Flair impression and him doing his Rick impression to Rick and them woo, trying to out woo each other is pretty fun to see online. I'm sure you've seen that. I did see it and man, how, how entertaining and talented is Jay lethal big time. And he brings a lot to the table from a uh, entertainment perspective. And uh, obviously, he's a huge Ric Flair fan. He had studied Ric Flair to the point that he had him down. And if you shut your eyes during that whole thing, that woo off, you probably wouldn't have known when Rick was talking and when he wasn't, when it was the other guy. It was pretty damn close. And uh, it's always good to see young talent respect the older guys who have paved the way and that takes it to a whole different level. It just showed you how talented, you know, that guy was. This is a one we've never talked about before, but I'm sure you have an opinion. Shane wants to know, you've let us know how you feel about boneless KFC, but how do you really feel about European bus drivers, not putting ice on adult beverages and serving them warm AF? We haven't talked about that, but that did catch me off guard. Uh, my first time over in the UK. Ice is not really a big deal over there, but it is a staple of almost every drink that you enjoy here in America. Was that a, a challenge after a show like that to, uh, have to drink some warm stuff? Well, let me just tell you this. <clears throat> it's a big deal to me and it's a big deal to American athletes. And I would suggest they like their water cold. After an athletic event, if they're going to eat, they probably like their soft drinks cold. And if they're going to drink beer, they damn sure want it cold. And so after about the first time of, and sometimes this would, on our tours, this would fall under the uh, responsibility of either the uh, bus drivers It would be their responsibility to get the coolers filled up with the proper blend of uh, wine and beer and soft drinks and water so that everybody had the proper amount of what they needed. Everybody didn't drink. You know, some of the ladies would drink wine. You know, you had to figure out that split. Uh, And sometimes it was the catering people at the arena. But after coming out and seeing three loaded coolers with all the things we needed, one for water, one soft drinks, one beer and wine, and seeing six cubes of ice sitting on top of each one, you could imagine we had to come to Jesus meeting with whoever was responsible. And uh, we found out pretty quickly. I made the adjustments. One time we actually just had to stop at a store and go in and buy some ice, which they thought, like you said, Conrad, they thought that it wasn't that big a deal. If they brought it out cold, they thought it 
let's just say after intermission, if they had cold beer been sitting in the refrigerator, they figured if they put it in the cooler, it'd still be cold, you know, another hour and a half to two hours later, and then you got a four-hour drive on the bus. Not, not the situation. It needs to be overflowing with ice. And I, after a couple of meetings with, with the prospective people and letting them know how important that was, we got that fixed and uh, moved on. One last one. We'll wrap this one up. By the way, next week, we're going to be back with fast lane 2016, the follow-up effort to our most recent pay-per-view Royal rumble, 2016. So February, 2016, we're going back five years here next week. Uh, but, but let's finish up here. Ask Arn. Wayne wants to know, Arn, there's been a lot of chatter lately about the veterans of the business opinions about today's wrestlers being soft or coddled. You were there for both eras. What's your opinion? And of course, I guess we should remind everybody this really became a talking point when Joe Rogan had the undertaker on his podcast. And he was talking about an era when men were men, when he joined the business and guys were more likely to have weapons in their bag. And these days they're more likely to have a gaming system and he missed that era. But a lot of fans have challenged that and said, well, it's better for the boys now and safer and less bad habits. And you could go on and on down the list. But I do think that it's natural for someone to have some nostalgia and look back with rose colored glasses and, and feel a lot of pride about the era they came up in. So I understand maybe a little more of what the undertaker was trying to convey, but it certainly started a debate. Where do you stand on it, Arn? Well, you know, not being talent, the last, you know, 19 of the last 20 years being in a backstage capacity, running the town capacity, um, taking care of the talent, taking care of the towns, looking after the company, but yet looking after the talent. And I've seen every side that you can see to the evolution of this business in the last 38 years. When I, when I first started in the business, you know, there was no such thing as wrestling schools. There was no such thing of having a conversation about a match prior to, um, you would walk, literally walk into a new territory and not know a soul. Um, and, uh, it was hard to get information. And people were all, you know, back then, those days, it was very competitive. There weren't that many wrestling jobs. And there was probably, oh, 15 territories, we used to call them. But the crew was not as big as it is now. You didn't have guys that worked in a territory that didn't wrestle every night. Everybody that worked there wrestled every night. So you didn't have leftovers and you didn't have guys that if somebody got hurt, you had somebody to put in that situation. Uh, we didn't have the company provide athletic tape. We didn't have the company provide doctors or trainers or any of those things, you know, certainly not meals. You know, it was a, you arrived at the arena, you brought your gear, you brought everything you needed to work. If you wanted to have a bottle of water in the back, you better bring it because nobody was going to provide it. Uh, and like I said, the medical care back then, 
we were a bunch of crackpot chiropractors adjusted each other. You know, from what we learned from our chiropractor at home, well, here, let me push on this. You know, your your rib heads popped out. Let me, you know, I, I have that trouble too. Here's how my guy at home gets it in. And we would work on each other. And you traveled together, no matter what, because it was the only way you could save money. Four guys would get in one guy's car. He would charge four or five cents a mile. And he would drive his car to the town. Next week, the next guy would. And you would pay him trans which is short for transportation. It was just one of those deals that if you got hurt, you still better figure out a way to tape it up, get to the ring. It didn't matter that you didn't have a four-star match, but it did matter that you made the effort to get there and do something so that there was no such thing as substitutions. Uh, People did not miss towns in those days because if you missed missed a town, it was a major conversation. If you missed two, there was probably no conversation. You were gone. So the business was completely different. I think today it's a good thing that we have, you know, you have drug testing and you have people, uh, you know, medical crew there at the arenas at all times. And you have everyone looking at, hey, is that was a bad bump. I think that could be a concussion. Better shut it down here. I think the care of the athletes is better. Uh, that I agree with. Certainly the fact that, that we're working our way towards everybody having insurance, you know, that walks to the ring is definitely a good thing because in the old days, if you blew your uh, ACL out or MCL or you had a broke leg or whatever it may be, buddy, you didn't get paid, not one dime. And if you were a guy that wasn't positioned right, and, hey, he just blew his ACL out, he's done for five months no matter what we say, that guy was suddenly out of a job. And that got pretty scary. But it was, you know, the nature of the business. You didn't get, get paid unless you worked. I love the fact that there's guaranteed contracts. I think the guys should have guaranteed contracts. They go out and they put their self on the line. They put their body on the line and they do something, especially in today's world, which it's going to be batted back and forth. How much is too much, but guys take risk and ladies take risk and they get hurt more often than, than before. And uh, part of that mentality is because back when I first started, if you got hurt guys, your family was screwed because you didn't have a job and you weren't getting paid. That had a lot to do with, hey, am I going to do this superplex or this thing out to the floor or moonsault out to the floor or not? Probably not. And uh, the evolution of the business now has bigger bumps, more dangerous bumps. There's, you know, uh, there's a lot of risk out there. And uh, the business, I don't know if the guys are pampered is the right word. Um Maybe it is, who am I to say, but uh, they're definitely taken care of. And I certainly don't mind, you know, back in our day, I had a, had a say, you know, it was, it was like guys weren't, you know, the fact is they were, some guys were taking pills and some guys were smoking pot, some guys were drinking and, you know, and it was up to each guy to determine you know, how much each you did it and when you did it and how much you did it. 
Uh, today has been taken over by video games. It's a lot safer for the talent. But back in the day, the, you know, my saying was, you know, here, here's the fact. You know, these guys are much more manageable because they're a lot easier because, you know, they all live pretty clean and they eat clean and there's not the drug abuse issues and a lot of alcohol issues with the talent. You know, it, video games has replaced it. But back in the day, here's the reality. Everybody could work. And you weren't giving guys that had, you know, no experience, very little experience. When you looked around a locker room, everybody in that locker room could work because they had to to have a job. You couldn't get a job either unless you had a credible gimmick or you, mostly it was because you could work. And that was the difference of then and now. They're taught over time instead of walking in the door with experience. And I think that's a, you know, it, it puts a lot of pressure on the young guys who have never even thought about being a wrestler until they, somebody said, hey, you want to be a wrestler? You got a great look. Well, I don't know. Let's, let's see. Back in the day, it, it was your life. And uh, that's the difference in the mentality. Well said, kind sir. We, uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed hashtag ask Arn anything. Don't forget. We'll be back next week with fast lane 2016. As a reminder, you get all these shows early and ad free, and you get that same treatment from everybody else that I podcast with. We've got lots of fun bonus stuff catered your way as well, including episode two of title chase. We're going to be talking about the old WWF tag. Uh, and of course you don't want to miss what Arn teased earlier, the big Jim Crockett sit down interview. We've got something up our sleeves there that uh, I think you guys are going to really dig. It's all happening at adfreeshows.com. Until next time, he is at the Arn Show. I am at Hey Hey, it's Conrad, and we are out of time. We'll see you back next week right here for Fast Lane 2016. It's Arn. Hey, before I let you go, I want to leave you with one last thing. If you're on the fence about going to savewithconrad.com, you're not sure if we can actually save you some money. I thought what better to do than to let you hear from an actual customer. This is a video message from satisfied client and friend of the family. Now, Mr. John Largent. Hey, Derek, this is John Largent in San Antonio. I just wanted to thank you and Jennifer and the team at first family for helping us with our mortgage. You guys were phenomenal. You were easy to reach out to and connect with and stay in constant contact with until the deal got done. I can't say enough good things about you guys. It's made a huge difference in our lives and I am going to recommend you to everybody that I know. And I'm a podcaster. I do podcasting for a, for a, a living. And so if you guys ever need uh, any free advertisement, you're going to get it through the network of shows that we do here because you have been phenomenal and I can't say enough. I wish you guys a, a happy new year. I feel like I know you, man. And uh, that's the way you guys made us feel as clients. So I really do appreciate it. And I wish you and uh, the team there at First Family all the best in 2021. Thanks a lot, man. Bye-bye. Hey, man. And happy new year to you. I'm glad we were able to help your family. But now I want to help your family. That's right. I'm talking to you. If you're in a 30 year loan, if you've got credit card debt, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much find out right now for free. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket and we're licensed in more than 40 States. What are you waiting for? Hurry to save with Conrad.com NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention if you haven't already made this month's house payment, 
You can skip your next two house payments. That's right. Your single biggest bill. You're just going to keep all that cash. Let's get the new year started, right? Let's make it happen at savewithconrad.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? Do <laughs> you pay me more? Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.